This call is being recorded. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line?
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencia. Who's on the line? Good morning. My name is Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Good to hear your voice. Hey. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us this morning? Good morning, family. This is Sister Veronica. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Does my voice sound a little better than last week? <laughs> I was just going to say something. I was thinking. <laughs> it sounds it's getting a lot better. Praise God. Today's the first day, so keep me in your prayers. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Thank you so much. Sure. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Sister Diane. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. You. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Felicita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning Thank you family. for family. Sorry, Valacita. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Oh, good morning, Pam. Thank you for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Morning, it's Dee Hi, Vivi. Good morning, Dee Dee. Coming from boot camp? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. That's good. <laughs> You're so dedicated. That's awesome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us?
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll go ahead and begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us this month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of our wonderfully gifted declares. You don't want to miss what will be coming out of the bag because you are in for a big blessing. We have two announcements. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into Declare Victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. The order of the call is as follows. Declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Bernice. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion and praying and corporate praise will be done by Bernice. Then we'll go right into a closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. The scripture today is 1 Corinthians 10 and 5. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Amen, amen, and amen again. Good morning, and God bless. Thank you, Valuable Valacita, for your, uh, as always, amazing hosting and greeting. I pray that this morning finds each and every one of you well. Um, I'm excited about what God has for us this morning. I have been awake since about 3 a.m. unapologetically. Um, It's where I find him. Um, in the the wee hours of the night or the early mornings, whichever you'd like to call it. 
um, but it is definitely uh, the time and space where the downloads are frequent and full. And so I'm I'm very grateful this morning uh, to, number one, have had the activity of my limbs. I got up, I got myself together. I didn't need help to do it. And that in and of itself gives me a reason to say thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Um, there's something about gratitude that makes the difference as it relates to building and standing steadfast and unmovable in relationship with God. Um, just being thankful. So this morning, I'm thankful. Of course, it's Wednesday. It's the day we have set aside for fasting and for praying. And so for those of you that can and will join us, we are uh, happy to have you and and even more so happy to have an expectation that God is going to do a new thing in your life as a result of um, doing what he commands in Matthew 6 and 33. And that is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. And so I'm praying that he multiply you today uh, like never before and that he give you the stamina, the courage, um, and the, the Holy Ghost boldness to come before his throne with grace and expectation. Amen. Um, and so uh, we've had great shares thus far. And this morning, I just want to talk a little bit. Um, I want to speak, number one, to something that uh, Moses shared on yesterday in Tony's stead, just with regard to anxiety and overcoming and moving forward in the things of kingdom. One of the things I understand without question is that the more time you spend in God's presence, the more time you spend in the word of God, the more time you spend hearing the word of God, um, the more certain you are of your salvation. Uh, one of the things that I know without a shadow of a doubt is the less I know about a thing, um, the more diminished my confidence is in it. It makes it very hard for me, number one, um, to expound upon, um, to, to be sure of, and it makes it much more difficult for me to share uh, with confidence. And so right before I begin, I just want to ask Father to not only be in our presence and be in our midst, but that he would supernaturally um, enlighten the eyes of your understanding, that he would open up the eyes of your heart, that you would not only hear my voice, but that you would hear uh, his heart for you and his will and his wishes for the duration of your life. So most gracious and heavenly father, we thank you this morning that you are Abba Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you have a plan for our lives, but more importantly, God, that you desire that we know you and that we draw nigh to you, Lord God. You said that if we ask, we seek and we knock, that it will be opened unto us. God, open the eyes of our understanding so that we might know you, so that we might walk uh, in the power and the authority wherewith we were saved, that men, women, boys, and girls would know you in the pardon of your sins and long to know you the more so that others would come into the knowledge of Christ and walk out of darkness. 
um, one of my favorite reads, amen, in Jesus' name, I'm sorry, one of my favorite reads, I enjoy reading Romans. Um, It is considered um, the most solid summary of doctrinal truths as it relates to growing in the things of kingdom living, kingdom building, um, and the manifestation of true discipleship uh, in the word of God. It is um, one of the longest letters uh, or epistles that uh, Apostle Paul wrote to the body of Christ in how to live, um, why we do it, um, what we do when we do it, and and the fundamental foundation of the truth of the gospel of grace. Um, with that being said, um, you guys know a little bit about my history. If you've been on the call for any length of time, um, you know without a shadow of a doubt that my journey has been lengthy um, and and tumultuous as it relates to even my, my sanctification and purification process. I am very, very transparent um, with the truth that I was, I was afraid that I would miss something. And so just in light of what Moses shared on yesterday, um, I kind of want to speak to that and perhaps help you understand um, that God has a plan, an absolute um, certain plan for your life. Um, that in and of itself will help with any anxiety that you may be suffering due to self-induced worry. Um, And and the only time that we really, really worry is when we are unsure of a thing. Um, For those of you that that may or may not know, um, I have been in sales and marketing advertising for for many years. Um, But one of the things that I struggle with um, I worked for AT&T for five years. I promise I'll tie it all together. Um, <clears throat> I did very well financially. I did very well with regard to uh, sharing information about the products and services that we offered. Um, I did so well that by the time I left AT&T, I did not have a title or a position. I worked directly for my director Um, anything as it related to process or implementation, um, any type of SME work, subject matter expert work, I did uh, creating the call scripts in an effort to sell the products and services more effectively. Um, It was not my plight nor my intention, but because I'm an entrepreneur, um, I understood that marketing was a very important component um, in advancing business. And so it was easy for me to translate to a business owner what the products and services actually rendered according to what I had been taught. Um, Eventually, um, I began to be invited to all of the senior management Um, meetings and briefings, uh, so much so that any training that went forth, even with managers, directors, um, on all levels, without a title, without a a dedicated position, um, that I was invited to a phone call where we had a training. And within the guise of the training, the trainer informed me 
and along with several other people who operated in a role similar to mine, that what we said we provided, we did not. Um, I remember the day, like it just happened. Um, it did something on the inside of me because what it did was it took away my ability to sell my product with confidence. I remember going back to my desk um, with tears in my eyes because I knew that I could no longer perform the task um, at the level that I performed it because it meant that I would have to lie. Um, and and for those of you that know me, um, it is really important to me to be able to stand on what it is that I say. Um, and so long story short, I ended up quitting a six-figure job um, with no plan B uh, because I was uh, hmm, I was robbed of the opportunity to operate in character and integrity. Um, I did not have the confidence to say the things that I'd said previously in confidence to a consumer uh, without feeling convicted or guilty and feeling like I was robbing them. Similar to how we experience church today. Um, similar to how we experience um, fellowship and or religion and tradition today. Um, as unfortunate as it may be, I know a plethora of leaders and teachers who absolutely teach, and this is not in any way to downtrod or belittle any of our teachers, but I think that it's a, a very cultural thing that sometimes the misinformation that we've gotten or uh, the lack of exposure to the truth on all fronts and or attempting to rationalize things in our own minds um, we limit ourselves. And to be honest, we say one thing, but we believe something else. I want to ask you a question this morning before I speak um, based upon what the word of God says about who we are. What do you believe? What do you believe? Why is it that you go to church Sunday after Sunday um, and fellowship with a bunch of the same people um, talking about a bunch of the same things over and over again, but it, it it seems as if for you, it's not capable. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? And how do you express it? And who do you express it to? Um, what I find is that um, when you don't believe something, um, there's not a conviction um, or a, a motive to impart that to anyone else. Said all that to say, had several conversations over the last couple of weeks with, with pastors and teachers and leaders, and my question has been, um, how many people have you discipled? I'm not talking about the people that have been there for 20 and 30 years because it seems to me like they should be leaders and teachers by now. How many new people have showed up uh, at a Sunday service? How many new people have been um, walked into the kingdom of God via baptism? How many new people uh, have you uh, evangelized as a result of external ministry outside of the walls of church? Um, 
And surprisingly, I had several different pastors and leaders look at me almost like I was crazy, like, hmm, you know, Dion, not not many. Um, for some, it was none. Um, and for others, it was, you know, I've really been working on teaching my people. You mean the people that have been there for for all these years? You're you're still discipling them to disciple. <laughs> You're still teaching them to disciple. Nevertheless, let's tie it all in. Again, the question is, what do you believe? Right? So last week, I talked about our inheritance. I would implore you to begin reading Romans for your own good. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm going to start at Romans, the eighth chapter, the 14th verse. Of course, there's a lot more meat in uh 1 through 13. But I want to start right here. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit that you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear, again, speaking directly to those who suffer with anxiety and frustration. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. It took me, um, it's one thing to read it. It's an entirely different thing to believe it. It's one thing to hear it. It's an entirely different thing to embody it. It is one thing to hear it but it is an entirely different force when you walk as if you understand it and your heart has received the revelation, right? In my process, I had to understand that God is my father, period. And because he's my father, and he already has an agenda for my life, some things I don't even have to wrap my mind around. One of the things that I I believe that I today understand um, after being in church for my entire life, but just being in church as opposed to in Christ, um, in relationship, in constant fellowship, in fervent prayer, in direct obedience, in alignment with the will of God for my life, I did not get, it did not click. And if you're anything like me, listen, if something clicks, baby, listen, I'm going to teach it like I never didn't know it. Now get this, 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. Now, again, um, some of the things that I've gone through, I know people that would have folded, not only folded, um, but I remember my grandmother saying to her girlfriends on the phone, 
you know, uh, well, what happened to so-and-so? You know how you hear my mud and them uh, just chit-chatting and they're doing their regular old church gossip. Yeah, you know her husband died and she never recovered. I didn't really understand what that meant until here of late when uh, my baby was diagnosed with brain and spine cancer and my 21-year-old was diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia and my oldest son had a bout with addiction and my family wasn't around um, to undergird me, but God sent my family, my spiritual family uh, to be there. I didn't get what it could look like to not recover. Um, it is in those broken moments, those moments of uh, loneliness and anxiety uh, that came from me overthinking the truth that God is Abba. Not really recognizing the power that that held for my destiny, because what it meant was all I had to do was consistently keep my hand in his hand, experience the pain of his suffering, which is our fellowship, one with the other, embrace it and embody it and use it as fuel to become everything that he promised I would be. Now, uh. 19 says, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. That's you and that's me. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. Listen, I need you to understand that some things God absolutely subjects us to for our process and the perfecting of our hearts, the perfecting of our character, the perfecting of our integrity, the perfecting of our speech and our language, the perfecting of our faith so that you would be fit for kingdom use. Uh, uh, think to yourself, the pain that you've experienced has been used to push you into a place of submission and surrender to being everything that God called you to be. It was not done to you. It was done for you. Um, as I began to start to embrace the truth of that being um, for my good, as opposed to that being um, God paying me back or punishing me or um, chastising me, so to speak, because the word itself chastens, the word itself begins to cut back, but you'd have to be in it to win it. Make sense? Now, uh, 21 says that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So we know that before Christ, we are dead. We are useless. We are absolutely unfit for anything other than hell, death, and the grave. However, after Christ, once we come into right fellowship with Christ and confess with our mouths and believe with our hearts that he is risen from the dead, listen, there's something that comes with that. You are literally uh, in troth or bequeathed with the truth of God's word for eternity. 
That means our soul is in alignment and right standing with the truth of God's word because we are his children. The fact that we are his children, that inheritance that we t- inheritance that we talked about last week, listen, there's nothing you can do to change what your current bloodline is. You've been adopted in such a way, the covenant or the declaration, the decree has been made that, listen, every single thing that my son, Jesus, was entitled to, so is this one who gave their heart and their life to me. Uh, One of the things I love about who Jesus is, is he was completely unbothered. Nothing frazzled him. Nothing confused him. Nothing threw him off because he is I am. Uh, but he, him being deity and man simultaneously, the fact that his human nature or his uh, potential carnal nature never adhered to the emotional woes and angst of the cares of this life because he already knew his future was set. When I started to understand that my future is set as long as I'm in him. Everything that I was worried about, um, everything that I was frustrated about, everything that caused me fear and anxiety began to dwindle. And God began to magnify himself through the eyes of my understanding because this word started to become alive in my life. And I started to say, uh, not only do I believe, But listen, I understand not all things because I don't believe it's meant for us to understand all things. But I understand that I am a daughter of Zion. I understand that there are some things that are mandatory for my life simply because of who I'm connected to. Every bit of fear and anxiety was self-induced, self-inflicted according to the carnal nature and what I've been exposed to and what I've experienced. However, we know that some things actually happen. Yeah, that's real. That happened. That is a reality. But it does not mean that it is my eternal truth. My eternal truth is locked up in this word that is declared over my life that I am now a joint heir with him. There's nothing I can do about that. As soon as you begin to believe that that is the truth about who you are, some of the things that you're worried about, some of the bondages that you hold yourself hostage to, uh, according to your old nature, um, not only is it selfish of you um, to hold on to it, However, somebody's whole entire life is waiting on you to believe that you've been brought into freedom and and the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Do you understand that? That listen, there's somebody that's about to die right now because you don't realize that you've been reborn. You don't realize an understanding that you were born and that you were even supposed to be uh, awakened in a specific moment for a specific time, for this present time. Like the light should go on. The day the light goes on, there's a different responsibility you absorb. There's a different accountability you demonstrate. 
Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. Listen, you've been adopted. There's redemption for you. The only thing that God is going to come back for is the shell, but the spirit itself yet liveth. For in this hope, we were saved, right? Salvation came to us as a result of God being wise enough to know that something had to happen in the spirit, something had to be confessed in the natural, and then something had to manifest for future generations for them to know that if Jesus did it, if we did it, then they can do it. Not only is it for us, but it is for our children, right? But hope that is seen is no longer hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? There are things that you have right this second. It's almost as if there is a shelf that you've put the truth on. And you let it lie there uh, and you walk past it. Have you ever been looking for something that's been right in your face? And then when you find it, I'm going to look, tell on myself, listen, honey, I got a cash app card and I just knew I had lost it, left it somewhere. I didn't know, but I, I kept checking and, you know, nothing happened. I would never leave a balance in it. And so the other day, uh, my son said, I said something about misplacing something else. And he was like, oh, did you know that that uh, cash app card is on your armoire? Now the armoire is in my room. Open cash app card just sitting there. And I mean, it's been MIA for months. And guess what? It was mine even when it was not in my hands. Even when I didn't have it in my my physical presence to use, it was still mine. The benefits of what it does um, were still accessible. The only difference was I sat it down and forgot where I put it. What, what do you believe? What have you sat down and forgot where you put it as it relates to this kingdom living and this kingdom building? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And, and so I want to speak to this because there's there's somebody on the line where that thing just has not clicked. Um, that isness of the reality of your salvation being set in stone if you confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus um, and believed with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, your salvation is set. Uh, and, and, and the only thing you have to do is grab hold to the truth of the benefits that it affords you being in right relationship with God. Now, it doesn't mean that you should do any and everything that you want to. However, what it does say is if you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. And by the time it's over, because I've been patient in the process. I asked the Lord for patience, had no clue what I had asked him for. Here I am, 47 years old, uh, 25 years after uh, making a decision that Jesus was my choice, not knowing what to do, not knowing how how to do it, but knowing that the only way that I would get to him in truth was through the word of God. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. 
We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. It says much about what I taught about last month, the entirety of the month, that between spending time in the word of God, spending time in fervent prayer, in active prayer, in prayer that results in action, having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so that there is intercession actively going on and you're not praying your problems as opposed to allowing the Spirit of God to rise up on the inside of you and speak heavenly language through you to our Father in an effort to maneuver your life in such a way that you are in alignment with the perfect will of God. And so some people, Dion, I don't, I don't speak in tongues. Listen, I'm not, I'm not bashing you. You still in your patient place. And that's cool. However, the deep cry, I'm to deep. And you, there are some things you got to want and you got to go after. Uh, uh, Tanya said best last week, listen, there are some things God is not going to do for you. If you want something, and I'm a, I'm a confident believer in this, what we want, we go after. What we want, we chase hard after. What we desire uh, at the end of the day, nothing can keep us from it if it's what we want. If it's a car, if it's a house, if it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's a child, honey, we'll go through infertility treatments. Uh, we'll go to adoption agencies. We will even deal with a surrogate. Whatever it is that you want, you go after. But for some reason, um, and and I'm not sure, I think for myself, there were some things I was afraid to go after because what it meant was I'd have to be accountable. What it meant was some of the things that I had compartmentalized, some of the, the secret places that I called myself having from God, I didn't want to give him because I didn't trust him because I saw him as a man. I didn't see him as my father. And I, I did not put the two together that, listen, if I give him all of this and allow him to live richly on the inside of me and protect what he sees and experiences through my walk as I learn to trust him the more, listen, he is faithful and just to keep us, right? It's a promise, what I understand now is that the promises of God, the laws of God, the principles and precepts of God, they work whether or not you believe Jesus. <laughs> They're laws that he put in the earth. And unfortunately for us, we don't believe that they will work in totality. And I'm not saying everybody, um, but, but if you are in Christ, and you know you're doing the work to spend time with Christ. You know you're doing the work to read the word of God and to know the will of God for your life. And you're still dealing with anxiety and fear. Again, I ask you, what do you believe? Do you believe that this word is a lie? Do you believe that your emotions override the truth of God's word? Right? And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Guess what that means? 
You don't even have to babysit your thoughts when you're in Christ and you recognize the authority and the authoritative space that you occupy simply being an heir. And we know that in all things work for the good of those that love him who have been called according to his purpose. Listen, he called you. You didn't call him. You didn't find him. (laughs) You might've been awakened to the truth of his desire for all of us. I would that none would perish for those God foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. We are siblings to Jesus, joint heirs with him in the inheritance. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Right? What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who then can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us things? And I'm not talking about uh, the materialism uh, that many are concerned with. I'm talking about the ability um, to walk somebody out of fear and trembling into the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about uh, helping somebody come out of the decay of the grave into the knowledge of the truth of our Lord and Savior. I'm talking about moving somebody from lie to truth into the knowledge of who our Lord and Savior is. I'm talking about revolutionizing somebody's life so somebody else's life can be revolutionized so somebody else's life can be revolutionized I'm not talking about occupying buildings and sitting in uh, church functions and festivities I'm not talking about being the smartest person in the room I'm not talking about belittling anyone because you live a right or a righteous life I'm talking about helping somebody know that there is hope for a future in and through Jesus I'm talking about giving somebody that had given up uh, uh, an action at knowing that Jesus has a plan for their life. The father has a plan for their life and Jesus walked it out so we don't have to stumble. If he could sleep in a storm while everybody else was concerned about what would happen. If he could go through the process of the pain of Calvary's cross and be beaten with a cat of nine tails and have thorns in his head, if he could uh, carry his cross up the hill of Calvary, listen, I need you to understand that if he endured all of that without being emotional and telling him, y'all doing me dirty, y'all didn't have to do me like this, I came here to help you. Listen, get over the emotional part and ask yourself, what do I believe? 
Do I believe that this word is the truth for me? Do I believe that this word will liberate not just me, but generations to come? Do I believe that because the spirit of God dwells richly on the inside of me, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me for real, like real talk? Like, can you trust the word of God to take you to places that your intellect won't get you, to take you to places that your gifts and talents won't sustain you, to take you to places where your experience is nothing but a stepping stone to the things of the kingdom. Listen, one of the things that I appreciate about God is that he doesn't leave any stone unturned. And and I remember uh, spending bunches and bunches of time in prayer and uh, even praying the word of God, but still not having the conviction enough to believe that it was for me, like it could work for y'all. But I don't know, maybe I did so much and did too much. I thank God this morning for the grace of God that surrounds each and every one of us. I don't have to be held hostage to yesterday's failures. I don't have to be held hostage to yesterday's errors and mistakes. I can stand in the truth of God's word. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I'm going to stand and declare the works of the Lord in this day that he gave me and be grateful thereof. I'm grateful that he took me through the process of uh, not only taking me through sanctification, one, and that's knowing uh, you start to know that, wait a minute, something is missing. I must have missed a spot. And then you get to a place of reckoning where you start to say, well, if he said this, however, all I've seen is that something's got to change in the middle and it probably has to start with me getting to the place where you yield to the truth of God's word as opposed to the exposure of this carnal world that we live in and you start living your life from the inside out as opposed to living your life from the outside in. You take that truth and you empower yourself with the word of God and allow the spirit of God to give utterance, not just for you, but as you travel along your way, even if you're in your place of patience, even if you're still waiting to get it. Listen, when I got to a place where I said enough is enough, um, I'm not going to half believe God. I'm going to believe him with all of my might. That's why the word says we are to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. I tell you the truth this morning that if in fact you're still stressed out or worried about how your bills are going to get paid, if you're still worrying about what your husband is or isn't doing, if you're still stressing yourself out because your children uh, are, are doing the opposite of what they see you model. I need you to know that number one, you're worried about the wrong things. You should be sleeping in the storms, resting on the, the principles, the precepts, the laws that are in place that have nothing to do with your emotions. Right? Listen, who will, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then it is the one, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ who died, more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God. And it's also interceding for us. Listen, if don't nobody got your back, Jesus does. 
He knows what you have done. He knows what you will do. He knows what you just ain't going to do. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or even the sword as it is written? For your sake, we face death all the day long. We are considered to be sheep as the slaughter. No, in all these things, we are still, honey sugar, listen, I'm still, I don't care what happens, I'm still, I am, as my grandmother would say, I am yet a conqueror through him that loves me. You are a conqueror through him that loves you. Listen, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers nor uh, will separate me neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I just want to encourage you this morning. If you've confessed with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you got to ask yourself, what do you believe? Did you mean it? Were you kidding? Um, did you think that maybe he changed his mind after you made your confession? Did you think that perhaps he was a liar? Then what are you worried about? What are you frustrated about? And don't get me wrong. I've been there. I've done it. I didn't understand that nothing I say, that nothing I do will change the truth of God's word for my life. The only thing I have to do is have the courage enough to have faith in God for my children, for my resources and finances, for my understanding and my intellect, for the conversion of my heart, for the transformation of my mind. Every single thing that you need is in Jesus. I don't have time to worry about tomorrow. It has not gotten here yet. I'm going to worry about his kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven today. Give us this day. I'm worried about today's business. And if you take some of the focus off yourself, think on those things which are perfect. Think on those things which are pure. Think on those things which are of a good report. Get to a place where you find yourself intentionally meditating on the word of God. Because if you consume yourself with what you see around you, it is so easy to fall back into old patterns and to old habits. You be the one at your place of worship that starts to implement or institute some discipleship. So you bring it in so and we not entertaining one another like we at country clubs. You be the one that says, Pastor, how can I serve you and help you with this evangelism part? How can we get out to the masses? You be the one that say, hey, Pastor, can we start up a new feeding program where we're going into the community? You be the one that say, I'll go into the hedges and the highways and under the train tracks and knock on doors and tell people that Jesus is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Stop sitting in these buildings waiting for people to come in that you never invited and start speaking about the goodness of the Lord, even if it's silently, if it's with your life, so much so that people see the favor of God on your life and just ask, what's the difference? Well, Dion, I'm not qualified. You a lie. That's what Romans 8 just got through telling you. 
You've been justified through him. Well, but I did too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I need you to get is that was all forgetfulness. As far as somebody needs to mute their phone, please. As far as the East is from the West. Uh, but Dion, uh, I sinned last night. That's cool. Repent. Confess it and move on. Get over it. Get over your emotional stuff and stop getting stuck in complacency and doing religion and tradition and church. That's whack. It's play. It doesn't work in this season. Remember, you're born for this time to do a new thing. There's something that God wants to get out through you and only you can do it, but you can't do it scary. You can't do it uncertain. You can't do it without having active knowledge of what the word of God says for your life, what the promises of God are for your life and what you have access to as a result of knowing the word of God for your life. It is time to not be complacent. It's time to grow up. What do you believe? What do you believe and why do you believe it? And how do you know you believe it if the word of God is not written on the tablets of your heart? And so right before I wrap up, I just want to pray this. God, let everyone under the sound of my voice be so uncomfortable with mediocre living that they begin to seek you out like never before. I pray, God, that you would put rocks in their pillows, that they get no rest until they seek you. Um, not only that they seek you, but they seek until they find revelation for their lives and for their children's lives and that they begin to walk in and on purpose, that they begin to help undergird whatever ministry they're a part of, that they begin to support and begin to walk walk in uh, the authority and power where you called us to. I pray, God, that the intercessors would wake up. I come against every sleeping spirit in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that your teachers be dispatched. God, that your disciples, God, will begin to start moving around. Hallelujah. I pray for the spirit of complacency and procrastination to be broken off of their lives. God, and we lose love and supernatural love on a level, Lord God, that you begin to perfect our hearts in such a way that it would be impossible not to Tell somebody how amazing you are and how life-giving you are and life-altering you are. God, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice to walk in victory and authority and go boldly before the throne of grace. I'd even pray that you give them declarations for each day, that they begin to use the words of the word of God and their mouths to empower each and every day. I pray that the spirit of God wake up on the inside of them like never before. God, begin to release us into the places that you've dispensed us to, to bring change, effective change. Help us, Lord God, to be submitted wholly to your will and to your way for our lives, Lord God, that we would obey you and that we would trust you with everything that we are. Help our unbelief. In Jesus' name, we ask the Father with thanksgiving in our heart as I pass the call to Sabrina. Father, in the name of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we come once again to establish our legal right and we take dominion, authority in your word and declare victory. 
We come in the name of our resurrected Jesus, whose we are and who we serve, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. We lay here at your feet and we welcome you to this place of intercession, acknowledging your presence. You said, and we trust and believe you, that where two or three are gathered together, that you're in the midst. And what an honor it is to have you here with us. Thank you today, oh Father. We come with petitions and requests, knowing that everything and anything that we agree upon is touching, you surely will do, and we thank you for it. And acknowledging your presence, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit's anointing us to pray for your people. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable unto you to this day. For this is the day that you made and we are rejoicing in it and we are glad we declare victory father in the name of jesus we declare victory for Aliyah, jehovah rapha the god who heals you said that we can come and ask for every need of in life therefore we thank you for your touch your word your miracles we rejoice in your healing for her alive in righteousness you have given to us to her abundant life. She receives it. We receive that life through your word. You sent your word and you healed and delivered. By the stripes of Jesus, she is healed. Her body is strong and no weapon that is formed against her shall prosper. And every agent of infirmity must loose its hold over her life, our lives. We thank you that shield, Father God, and that we will enjoy the favor of God's covenant, of your covenant name, of Jehovah Rapha, we pray. Jehovah Rapha, thank you for the anointing of God that will flow from our lives to bring healing, deliverance, and hope to others in the name of Jesus. We declare victory over depression and anxiety. Your word says that you have come, that you might have abundant, we will have abundant life. You come to set the captives free. The truth will set us free, will make us free. Who the, who the sun sets free is free indeed. You overcame the world, and in us, we also. You have been delivered. We have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness the finished work. We thank you that we are submitted to you, God. Now we can resist the devil. Now depression and anxiety flee. Thank you for the things that we already have, victory over anxiety and, direct, and depression. We declare the works of the Lord. We thank you that we can now believe and body and understand that you are Father. Thank you that your glory has been revealed. For he is Lord. He has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When we think of the goodness of God and all that he has done, our souls cry out, hallelujah. We declare victory for our cities, our states, our government, and our nation. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this government that we have. I, we pray, O oh Father, that all men and women have an authority over us in any way. Pour out your spirit upon them and make your word known to them. Let those 
complete and blameless before you stay and stand strong on our behalf. Increase them in numbers with hearts that are for you, God Almighty, and cut off the wicked. Let the unfaithful be rooted out. Bring to light what is hidden in darkness and expose the secret aims of the heart. Let this nation remember from where they have fallen, repenting and returning to doing their first works, setting their hearts and their souls to seek you, Lord, humbling themselves, praying and turning from their wicked ways. Then hear them, O Lord, and forgive their sins and heal their land. Open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light deceitfulness and sin. Deliver from them from destruction. Father, you have been long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Raise up a standard in this nation. Cause the rains of your spirit to flood this land and revive your work in the midst of us. Raise up intercessors, intercessors for this nation to pull down strongholds over this land and let the glory of the Lord be revealed. We declare victory for our children, oh God. Bless them, save them, keep them, oh God. Lord, give the children the strength to do what they need to do each day. We can do all things. They can do all things through him who strengthens them. Give them courage and part bravery as they face the challenges that are before them. Give parents the wisdom to teach them. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Teach the parents to teach the children Joshua 1 and 9. And Father, let their hearts be calm and peaceful as they grow through their day and in their sleep at night. Help us to teach them to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let their requests be made known to you, God. Jehovah Jireh provides for all that they need, for stamina, for spirit, and for finances everything that they need for each day. For we know and want them to know that you, God in heaven, will supply every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We thank you, O oh Father God, that you would give them direction, O oh Father, that you would give them peace, that you would give them courage, fill them with the love of God, that they will know how deeply they are loved and that love will overcome, overflow un in, unto them. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and loves all things. Love never ends. Spirit of the living God, we pray and beseech you as you bring our children and all children before you. We declare victory for our families and marriages. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you watch over your word to perform it as you promised. In Jeremiah 1 and 12, you said that you watch to make sure your word is fulfilled. We thank you that you are the head of the entire family in heaven and on earth. And we thank you because you deeply love families and we lift 
them up to you. We know that your thoughts about the family are too many to count and no weapon form shall prosper. So we bind and rebuke any plans meant for evil. Father, we pray that all of our families and friends dwell under the shadow of the Most High and that they remain stable and fixed and found doing the things that are righteous in your sight under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. They will say of you, Lord, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God on whom I lean and rely on in him who I confidently trust. For then will they be delivered from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then you will cover them with your feathers and under your wings. They shall trust and find refuge. Your truth and your faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Father in heaven, you are the confidence, firm and strong. You keep their feet from stumbling, being caught in a trap of or hidden danger. For this, we thank you that you, O oh Father, have saved them. We declare victory for the church and for pastors. If I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. As we take our phones off mute, we come here, Father. We come to offer praise corporately. We come before the throne of Jesus. Thank you, Lord For this day, Lord God, another opportunity, Lord God. Hey, to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior. thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, 
the two of us, we are to run to, Lord God. We are to run to, Lord God. Nothing, Lord God, that is stronger than you, God. Nothing, Lord God, over there, you God. No situation, no difficulty, no evil force, Lord God. Nothing can
Move yeah. us out of the place of stinking thinking, oh God. Transform our Lord mind God. in the name a of Jesus. A brand Jesus. new creation, Lord God. Hallelujah. Yes, Thank Lord. you, Lord God. That we have another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Lord God, help us. 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 Jesus. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, yes, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. My soul cries out, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ruler of the night and day, the King of kings. You are the God of God of all flesh. You are the Word called the Bible. You are assigned to the unbeliever. You are great, and you are our next breath, our everything. For this, we praise you, Lord. There is no doubt that God has ordained in his all-encompassing foreknowledge and his infinite wisdom to respond to the pleading of his people and perform great triumphs through prayer. God has decreed to make the prayers of his people the cause of his triumph in our battles. For this, we thank you as I pass the call. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can y'all just do this for me just because I need it? Can we just begin to tell the Lord thank you just for about 30 seconds? I want you to get before we, before, wait, before we start, I want you to get that thing in your mind that you thought you would never overcome, that thing that you didn't believe God could deliver you from. And if, in fact, you're waiting on him to deliver you from a thing, to remove something out of your way, I want you especially to begin to thank God in advance. And so I, on three, we just begin to thank God just 30 seconds. So God, we bless you, not asking him for anything, but just telling him thank you. And in one, two, three. God, I thank you. Thank you for being a
thank you. We thank you. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for 
Hey, Krishanda. And I heard somebody try three times. Who else is that? Good morning. Hey, Mo. Good morning, babe. Good morning, Saints. This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Good morning, honey. Courtney. Morning, hey, Arizona. hey, good morning, she's from Arizona, and I think Courtney or Brittany. London. Hey, good morning. Who is that? I'm London. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. I think that's the the first time <laughs> I've heard your hello. We're so glad to have you this morning. Thank God bless you. you. You're welcome. Come back again, okay? <laughs> Good morning. I'm Sister Patricia. Good morning. Hey. Hey, Sister Patricia. Welcome, sweetheart. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. It's a blessing to be able to get on the line. I sacrificed my time. I'm supposed to be at work, but Jesus. It's so good to me. I don't even care about being late. I said, I said God, I, I got to praise you this morning because I woke up Amen. late, started off late. I said, but God, he He had this plan for me to get on this line. And so Hallelujah. it's his will and his way. Amen. Amen. Well, we, we pray you don't get in trouble now. You get yourself all together and get it to work, sugar. <laughs> okay. God Amen. bless We're y'all. Glad to, God bless you, too, sweetheart. We're glad to have you. Amen. Anybody else got a good morning for us? Good morning. Good morning. God. Good morning. Uh-oh, I heard Shantae. And who else did I hear? Vet. Hey, Vet. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I love y'all. Good morning. We love you, too. Good. Who else was that? I heard you, but I didn't hear you. Nikisha, good morning, family. Hey, hey Keish, good morning, hey. love bug. <laughs> good morning, family. Dondria. Hey, Lady D. Hey, sister. Um, This morning, how you doing? Hey, Mo. Good morning. I'm good, babe. <laughs> Hi, Yvonne. I know you're there. I love you. Hey, Sister Carolyn. Thank you for the word today. Hey, Sister Carolyn. Thank you. Good I hear Brother Jeff, Eric. Where, where the uh, where the testosterone at? Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry. Good morning, Victory Family. God bless you all this morning. <laughs> hey, Brother Jeff and Brother morning, Andrew. Baby. <laughs> Hi, pretty. Hey. Hey, Sugarfoot. <laughs> Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Well, I, I know we are we are late with starting our love life victory discussion. Um, I want to give us a couple of moments. Um, to talk about it, um, and, and of course, I posed this question multiple times, is what do you believe? And if you're anything like me, the truth is um, that I believe to a point, to a degree. I believed until I believed, right? Does anybody have any questions, comments, commentary surrounding the declaration this morning? Anybody? 
Y'all know you know we ain't gonna beat no dead one. I I will I promise I can give y'all some time back. A D. What's happening? I, <laughs> I believe that God is who He said He is for me, and He's just proven it to me. Um, fifty-one years just with everything that I've been through, not losing my mind. Thank you, Jesus, that mm-hmm. I am here. And when you said this morning that you were able to get up and get yourself together, and so mm-hmm. He He's just so real because, like, I know. For, uh, for a fact that I shouldn't be in my right mind with everything that I've gone through. I'm right. sure other people on the line can attest to it too. That's why I trust God. That's why I believe that he is who he said he is. I am. He is I am. So, I, I mean, right. yeah, that's it for me. And it, and then things happen. But I love your insight and how you really are walking this thing out for us to see. Good days, bad days, watching you go through hell here on earth and still come out without looking like you've been burned. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just grateful that I know him. I know him. I just know him. That's all I can say. Hope that makes sense. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I, my favorite statement is, honey, I got proof. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I got whole entire proof because I should show enough be kicking poles. But to God be the glory that he said not so. Because there's some poles nearby now. <laughs> hey man, anybody else? Hey, Lady Diamond. Hey, hey. I love your decoration. God hey. is real to me, but I still yeah. don't know what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Forget you. You ain't got to talk about my hard tests and trials. <laughs> I I I love you to life because you are so so genuine and real about you, yourself, your children. Your life is just an open book. And when your life is an open book, the devil can't hold nothing over you. I am free in Christ. You are free. You are strong. (laughs) God love you to life. I love you more, sis, and I thank you. <laughs> I love you too. Great declaration. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Anybody else? Cool. Good morning. Yeah, I wanted to read something. I wanted to read something that I was studying yesterday. And it okay. says this is one sentence. It says as horrible and as destructive as it seems. Everything is in God's economy. It will be used for good. You must know him, believe him, and put your trust in his name, for he does not forsake who, those who seek him, Psalms 9:10. And that was just so powerful. Because like he said, I don't know what you're going through. He's right mm-hmm. there with you. He already mm-hmm. knows. So just be oh, grateful that he, I don't know, I just have a, that perspective, like he chose me and what a, what a pleasure, a privilege for him to choose me to go through this so that I can live out another testimony to be able to be a blessing to somebody else. Exactly. Wow. I can't get no better than this. Yeah. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. In real life. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Because, listen. Any, anything that that could could shake me, I've experienced. 
That's all. <laughs> Period. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Um, this Good is morning. Uh, Sister Leisha. And um, I'm so grateful today. You know, I I just so appreciate the Holy Spirit. You know, because the Holy Spirit prompts us. When you really love God and you're called according to his purpose, the Holy Spirit will prompt you. Because I was getting ready for work, going about my day, and the Spirit kept saying, call the prayer line. Call the prayer line. Call into uh, victory. And as soon as I called in, your declaration was just on what I needed to hear because I was worried mm-hmm. about this big bill that I got to pay, you know, and if I don't pay it, it's going to be repercussions and consequences. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, God, help me, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm worried. And then here you come, come out with, if you're worried about bills or you worried about, you know, basically superficial things and you're worried about the wrong thing. And I said, look at God. And that's mm-hmm. why I said, you know what, God, forgive me, because I'm going to trust you in this, because you know what's going to happen. You know the outcome, and I already know that I, I'm going to be able to take care of it, and it's not going to be a problem. But I want to thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you to help minister to me and anybody Amen. else who needed ministering. So God bless you today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, and, and keep keep going. Keep pressing. And when you start to fear or doubt, listen, you better pick up your weapon. You better pick up that Amen. word and get something that counters it. I heard somebody else trying to share when you began. Who was that? Hi, it was Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, so I also missed a good portion of the declaration, um, but hopped on and heard what I needed to hear. Um, and something that I've been struggling with, um, that I talk to my mom about all the time is, um, when I get out of balance, um, and also, um, it keeps coming up that it feels like the root of it is, um, at least part of it is that I haven't. God gives himself 100% to me and loves me unconditionally, but I don't think I operate like that. I think I, like mm-hmm. you said, operate impartial. And mm-hmm. I also notice it going up and down and, and having dips in ways of um, when I do, when, if there is a problem or something is good that I, I give God praise, but it's in the mundane things in the everyday times that I don't feel um as connected and and when little things come up then they can um they become a big issue um mm-hmm. and it it comes out a lot in my temper and my attitude and how I treat other people how I feel about myself and I um realize a lot of it is subconscious and it ends up building to something big mm-hmm. um and it's something I've been really struggling with is having um balance um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I get it <laughs> yeah I get it um and I've been there. Um, and, and the truth is, the word of God says this, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, and, and hard tests and trials come for the perfecting of the saints. It's a process. But what you'll find, and I, I found this really interesting uh, when I read it, um, when it said the three commands leading to sanctification. There is a sanctification process that we all have to go through, whether or not we understand. 
Um, mine was through much pain. So those compartments that I had to give to God, he had to extract out of me through the pain of the process. Now, one of two, well, one of three things can happen. Either you will submit without severe pain, you will go through much pain, or the pain will push you to the point where you put down your faith. Those are your three options, right? And so what I tell people all the time, and again, if you knew my walk and knew my struggles and my fights, that initial sanctification process was for me to identify the things that I was yet holding on to trying to lord myself. Um, and if you knew me, and I still have to work on this frequently because I'm a little bit of a flasher, right? So I'm fine as long as you don't bother me. Today it doesn't take uh, or I don't respond or react the way that I used to, but you, if you pull with something I love, now I'm going to get protective and defensive a little taste. But other than that, um, I, I used to be pretty mean for real, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that that flashing stuff that you do, it, the mean was kind of a, a facade for the truth. I was protecting myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my responses were based on the emotion that I internalized that told me I was in danger and I needed to protect myself. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, when you spend a bunch of your time protecting yourself, what does God have to do? What part does he play in that? Mm -hmm. Right, so it's a, it's a control issue, and it usually stems from familial systems, right, and exposure and experience. And so the key is that that is uh, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, right, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Usually the root of that is bitterness, mm -hmm. right, some unforgiveness, some things you haven't dealt with and identified and pulled up at the root. So all you're dealing with is symptoms. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the root of the matter and you start to pull up those old things that create your temperament shifts, the only true stability is in Christ. Right, so it goes back to the scripture in Philippians. It says, think on those things which are perfect, pure, and of good report. Um, but the truth is, until you do the work of dismantling old systems and old methods of protecting yourself as if you have to, um, mm -hmm. and, and doing God's job, so to speak, you will always deal with the flashing and the, you know, um, the disappointment and, and not really being grateful in spite of what you think you're experiencing. It's just to push you into prayer. That's it. Everything is to push you to your knees. Everything. That's all. I hope that helps. Yeah, bit. it did. It Amen. did. Um, yeah, thank you. Amen. Um, and, and you can always hit me. Inbox me. We can chat. Just good. Okay, thank you. You, you. you won't you won't run into anyone more <laughs> more truthful than me. <laughs> hey, man. I'm gonna <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You'll know me. You'll know me. Shut up. <laughs> hey, man. Anybody else have anything? Hey, man. Good morning, y'all. 
Good morning. Thank you for your declaration on this morning. I am encouraged, although you didn't have to put rocks in our pillows. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) If it was some in mine, you're going to have some too, Joker. Look, I'm saying not rocks in the pillows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, but I, I understand. I receive it, and I'm on a mission. Step outside my comfort zone and go out <laughs> to the highways and the byways. Amen. So thank you. Amen. I love you and God bless you. I love you more. How about that, <laughs> lady? I take that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amen. I heard one more person that kept it just like, Hey, Vaughn, good morning, pumpkin pie. you got to go to work, child. Go on, get yourself all together and carry it to work, child. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too, Puck. And you have a wonderful day, okay? I hear you in the morning. Hey, yeah. You're welcome, my love. Bye. Bye, baby. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Dion. Good morning, Brother Jeff. Uh, another great declaration this morning. I always get uh, so much out of uh, y'all teaching uh, mm-hmm. on the line. And I, you know, I, I want to actually speak to that uh, anxiety piece. That, you know, um, you know, I, I'm so thankful that uh, the level of, of my anxiety has been removed. Uh, I, I've been in a lot of physical pain, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and you know it's like I, I made a decision uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I think it, it was. Well, this, this, today is Wednesday, so I wouldn't say last Wednesday, but it was like. Three or four days ago, I was laying in the bed, and I was in so much pain, and God was telling me, he said, Jeff, well, you know, when I have thoughts, you know, I consider it positive thoughts, I consider it to be God talking to me. Well, anyway, at the end of the conversation, uh, the decision was made that that I would, you know, do everything I needed to take care of myself and that I would surrender uh, trying to be he-man and work through the pain. You know, I'm going mm-hmm. back to work. I, I go back to work in pain, and the body has spoken to me and let me know. It says, no, you're not. <laughs> you going to sit down and you're going to be healed. But let me tell you about the anxiety piece. The, the, the anxiety, I mean, I got a great relief once I made that decision, that conscious decision that I was going to, you know, take care of myself and put my health before the overtime money or before uh, the commitment to the time. I, I, someone uh, suggested to me over and over again that I go 
and, and get some uh, some information, you know, uh, you know about what I'm going through. And uh, I, I went and I got that that information yesterday, and me getting that knowledge uh, really relieved the anxiety because, mm. you know, it, it, lack of knowledge we really cause ourselves to be destroyed. Because you you hold on to the anxiety and the fear if you don't have accurate uh, knowledge. So I I, mm-hmm. I went yesterday and I got some representations. Like Jesus is my representation. You know he represents me. So I went and got me some legal representation, and and they they laid out um, what uh, I quali- what what I'm entitled to. Legally, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to uh, take the time to heal. Jeff, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to rush back and kill yourself because you mm-hmm. already paid into the system. You, mm-hmm. you, got, a, you got a few dollars stacked. The state mm-hmm. owns it. And if you don't lose, use it, if you just quote, you know what I'm saying, it's just mm-hmm. money gone. So yep. with, that, with that knowledge, that, that really relieved a great deal of my anxiety. So I, I'm just grateful that you uh, uh, suggested that we give God uh, extra praise this morning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thank him uh, for the things that we uh, he's already done that he's going to do in the future. So I thank him for healing in my body. I thank him that I ain't going to be, I'm not a procrastinator anymore. I thank him for relieving my anxiety and, you know, where is that, uh, you know, I, I, I have representation and, and uh, I, my legal rights have been explained to me and that uh, I, I, I shouldn't be worried. I know worrying is a sin. I shouldn't have been right. worrying anyway. But, you know, um, my God, when when you have the knowledge of, that really uh, eliminates a whole lot of anxiety. So I'm just grateful uh, for the teaching that I receive on this line. I know I might have been a little bit winded this morning, uh, but I, I'm grateful. I am Praise Lord. going back to the doctor today and uh, tell him, look, uh, Y'all got to do what y'all got to do because Jeff got to do what he got to do. But I'm That's just, right. I got, got to give y'all notice mm-hmm. that uh, I, I have to take care of myself. And, uh, you know, it, you. And, and, you know the, the, the anxiety, the, the stress level, everything is just sort of melting away. It's, it's, it's coming up Praise off God. me. So now my job is to do the one of the one of the guys told me say Jeff your job right now is to go and make every doctor's appointment. That's right. Don't don't you miss not a now one. <laughs> you just keep on showing up. Hallelujah. Thank you, man. Good stuff. Mhm. Love you, man. Love you. Love you. Hey, man. Anybody else? Hey, it's Krishonda. Good morning. Hey, girly girl. Good morning, sweetie. 
I just want to say thank you for your declaration. I enjoyed it. Thank you for the rocks in my pillow because I was trying to go to sleep while I was listening. And I heard you say, just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just want to really say thank you for reminding me of who my daddy is. Who my daddy is. Thank you. Amen. It was a great reminder of who our father is. Um, to God be the glory. I'm going back on mute. Amen. Amen. He is absolutely worthy. No doubt. Amen. Anybody else? Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, hey, go ahead. Hey, yes, Carolyn. Yes, thank you so much for this declaration. Thank you, really for everything you said on today. God bless you. Listening to that Romans, you know, from 13 on down, the whole thing. Mm. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you for how you read and then your commentary in the middle of those things. (laughs) 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 Amen. Amen. And then I was like, yes. I was like, yes. What I hope for, you know, that I already have already. (laughs) Thank you for that. And just breaking down where, you know, we need to be, where I need to be. Word of God, acting in prayer, and allowing the Spirit, Holy Spirit, to raise up in me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, something that I, mm. I like, something that I like won't yield to, but I must. <laughs> oh God, I need so desperately more of Him. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of that and everything. Thank you for your sacrifice on today. Thank you for your obedience on today. Wow, what a blessing. And please pray for me as I get ready to take my pops to get his his next PET scan after the chemo and radiation. Absolutely. Hallelujah. We pray and declare declare and decree supernatural and divine healing according to the word of God that declares that by his stripes we're healed. And so we're thanking God in advance for uh, being a God of healing of being Amen. more than capable. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Love you much. Thank you. Love you too, sweetie. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Amen. Anybody else? Oh, glory to God. Well, guys, with that being said, it's a couple minutes to 8 o'clock. We ended up uh, taking that time, any old who, um, and I just pray that you have a day that's full of reminders that you are uh, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, that you have legal access and legal right to the promises of God, and that they are consistently yes and amen, that he has some things for you, that all you have to do is confess and believe Listen, he will withhold no good thing from you, and he is absolutely a God that keeps his promises. So I pray that your expectations have risen. I pray that you are anticipating that God do a new thing in your life so that he can get the glory out of your life, that somebody else might know him in the pardon of their sins. I pray you have an amazing day. For those that are joining us with the fast for today, we'll meet back here at 5. For those of you that are not, we will hear you 6 a.m. tomorrow, same bat station, same bat time. I love you. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Amen, and God be praised.
Have a great day. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, I love the name Jesus. Yes, yes. I don't do Have a great day, everyone. Day, everybody. Bye, guys. Hey, hey. I know. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you, Dean. Bye. I know. Where you at, Brother Jeff? Come on. Bye. I know. Bye. Have a good day. Have a blessed day, family. Blessed day, too. Bye.